there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secret Levels Podcast. We hope you blow off your laser discs and put them in the machine because we're going to do a quick video game movie review. Hello, everyone. I am player one, Toby. And I am player two, Goobs. What have I got? And today, instead of doing a video game review like we normally do, we're going to do a movie video game review on this Secret stage. You said this place would blow in 10 minutes. Things can't get worse. Yeah, we're going to bring up something a little bit different. We're going to do this every now and then. It's not going to be a thing that we do all the time, but sometimes. We just... And sometimes we're going to have some buddies on this show. Here comes a new challenger. Oh, shit. Ah, who do we got on the line? Oh, well, it's Patsy the Angry Nerd from Throwdown Thursday. How you boys doing? Oh, we are great. I am splendid. I am decent. <laughs> I am adequate. <laughs> I heard that about you and jealous. Yeah, well, you know, that's what they say, so. We have decided today that we are going to review the Street Fighter movie from 1994. Uh, I was wrong. It got worse. <laughs> when... Because why not? I figured we started off the show while doing Shaq Fu, so why not the first movie review be something people have a bad taste in their mouth about? They really do. This movie uh, does not settle well with a lot of people, apparently. Quick! Change the channel! I'm going to talk about some of the uh, the fun facts and everything real quick. We're going to get all that out of the way, and then we're just going to talk about the movie and what we love, what we hate, and all that good jazz. So This the... is better than Ben Affleck's Daredevil. We'll find out. <laughs> So this movie was released on December 23rd, 1994, my birthday. This was my birthday present in 1994, apparently. <laughs> the runtime is a whopping 102 minutes. The budget for this film was $35 million. Holy hell. <laughs> Especially back then money. Like, that's a lot of money. It's it, You'll see where a, a portion of that money went here in a minute. So the box office uh, drew in $99 million. So... Really, it was a box office failure when you look at it, but it ranked in number three at the box office when it first came out behind Dumb and Dumber and The Santa Claus. So it didn't do too bad for that that weekend of, of movie releases. Yeah, some couple big movies there. 
Uh, the film was released on VHS in 1995, and apparently the film... Was sold... I still own my same copy? <laughs> <laughs> well, this VHS sold about 250,000 tapes, so I guess that's okay. Now, I'm going to butcher this name, but it was directed by Stephen E. DeSouza. DeSouza? I can't help you out there. <laughs> this was actually his first movie to direct, is what I later found out. Uh... <laughs> And you kind of can tell, but he did work on several like big movie projects. Uh, I can't remember what they were now, but he worked on a couple like uh, he had some writing roles and everything. And but this was his first shot at directing. The star is John Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia. Is that Raul Julia? I can't ever say his name. You were close. So that's those are the two main stars. Uh, basically, they didn't have the budget for the rest of any any more stars. I think you're gonna have a problem with that. <laughs> so you want me to tell you about the story real quick this is just the quickest synopsis of the story i can give you let's sit down have a campfire let's hear about the greatest movie ever <laughs> so basically the main bad guy is named m bison he runs a terrorist group called shadowloo guile who works for the allied nations army i guess is trying to take down shadowloo and he's trying to save his friend charlie and then there's all kinds of side stories happening. Uh, with... All sorts of shit. <laughs> oh, I love Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Charlie. <laughs> there's some uh, issues in the productions. The production of this uh, movie was a disaster from day one because Capcom was financing this movie, so they wanted to know every aspect of the production, and they wanted to approve it. And then they also had, like, Van Damme's fee was nearly $8 million. <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah. He doesn't even fight that much in this movie. For <laughs> no, a movie called Street Fighter, he fights very minimally. Well, and since you brought that up, real quick, they didn't want to take any aspects of the video game because they didn't want it to be like the failure of the Super Mario Brothers movie. So they didn't want it to seem too video game-ish. Oh, that, they, they uh, accomplished that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Wait, you see, you see a Hadouken somewhat. <laughs> you know, I, I, the whole movie, I was sitting there because I couldn't remember. I was like, "Is there a Hadouken? Is there a flash kick or something?" There's something in this. Yeah, we get one Hadouken, sort of. The screen, two flash kicks. Uh, yeah, two flash kicks. There's one other move. I think E Honda does his little, hut, 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 but he doesn't do the the noise. The hundred hand slap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, there's like ten psycho crushers, but they just don't animate anything over it. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, like it's the actual move, but there's no like accompanying visual effect to go. You uh, see a couple spin kicks too, like, but they kind of you just get like half a rotation. <laughs> oh, uh, Ken yeah. does do a sh- uh, Shahrukhan at one point. Yeah, a weak ass one. <laughs> His feet don't even come off the ground. <laughs> well, they don't. He just like spins around and throws an uppercut in the air. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> so those are the only aspects of the game besides Ken and Ryu uh, wearing the appropriate colors of their suit for the most part. Yeah. So there's some really sad news on this this uh, movie. So Raul. You were close. How do you say his name? Raul? Raul. Raul. Raul was diagnosed with stomach cancer during the shooting, and he ended up going through chemo and, and went through surgery he ended up losing a ton of weight, so basically they knocked out all his scenes as soon as they could. So they, they flipped the production, because usually they do all the uh, dialogue first and then shoot the action scenes later so they can practice. Yep. They shot all of, all of the uh, action scenes first so they could film them from far away, so, 
so he could gain a little weight so he could do the uh the dialogue that's he's looking a little grim at some points in the movie you can like notice yeah yeah and because they had to flip the schedule like that they had to make the fight scenes match or they had to make the dialogue match the fight scenes so a lot of the stunts and all the a lot of the lines were improvised on the spot you can kind of tell (laughs) oh yeah gal is uh pretty corny through this entire movie (laughs) actually all of them are Yeah, I agree. The cast members were getting sick from eating the uh, food from... I can't remember where they filmed the that. The food? <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> but they started getting sick because, you know, they they weren't from the area. And they were also drinking the water, and that was making them sick. Welcome to your doom. Oh, well, that's just a stupid thing to do when you're in a foreign country is right. drink the water. Because you're not used to it. If someone comes to our country and drinks the water, they'll probably get sick as well. Right. Yeah, but you guys got the universal health care, so they'd be fine. <laughs> True that, my friend. So one of the cast members ended up getting busted at the airport for steroids. To make things worse... Zang Eve? <laughs> yeah, probably. E Honda. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make things worse for the production crew, uh, Capcom set a hard release date for Christmas that year, which only gave them a few months to finish the entire movie, which was not really heard of back then. And so they had to speed up the production. This sounds like the E.T. of movies. Yeah. The video game. You know what I mean. Not the... Yeah, the Atari, the Atari yeah. game. Yes. <laughs> Raul did all his own stunts, even though he was sick. And this is really sweet. He uh, he only took this role for the movie because his kids were big fans of Street Fighter. And he wanted to, you know, be in the movie and, and be some of their favorite characters and stuff. So Yeah, I read that as well. That was very touching. Uh, that was very touching. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very. I'm getting choked up now just thinking of it. Yeah, that's. Do you mind if I, I, I interject something real quick? Because yeah. you were talking about what else Steven D'Souza worked on. Yeah. It's, this guy prior had done a lot of writing jobs. Right. And uh, you know, just some no-name things: uh, Night Rider, Forty Eight Hours, Commando, The Running Man, Die yeah. Hard, Die Hard Two, Another Forty Eight Hours. <laughs> you know, a bunch of shitty movies that no one liked. <laughs> Well, well, what I'm saying is he, that was his first hand at, at directing. And well, I know I'm just saying like he worked on all these like epic '80s action movies and like with some of the greatest dialogue of all time. We end up with Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's kind of sad. It's kind of really sad. Like that's that's one of my first notes. I mean, we'll get to that, but oh my god. Well, let, let's go ahead and just and start talking about the movie jumping anywhere it doesn't matter with this movie there's so much going on and it's kind of ridiculous so who who wants to jump in with what how they feel about this movie starting off well if i could if i could just tie into what i just was talking about like the scene where you know you got ken and ryu who in the game are these like really honorable characters it's like no now we're uh we're gun runners and we sell guns to the evil shadow governments like trying to you know you know vie for world domination but it's okay because we ripped them off (laughs) well that's what i was gonna say is is they kind of have the robin hood aspect and i see what they were trying to do is like oh well they steal from the bad guys so they're good guys but you're right they're they're still dealing with these gun running drug dealers yeah they're they're not the good guys (laughs) no (laughs) We're not the good guys? <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. gosh. 
Well, there, there's the, the line where, you know, Sagat is making Ken and Ryu fight Vega in the cage. Yeah. And right before the fight really gets going, you know, you have Van Damme crashing through the building in this tank and just popping out like, you're all under arrest. It's like, well, the tank okay. has two fucking huge missiles attached to the side of it as well. So you're going to take him pretty seriously. <laughs> Yeah, but those can't aim at everyone at once. You're going to tell but me they no fire one, one thing is going to blow up the whole <laughs> fucking room. What about the guys on the side? Those guns were facing forward. The guys on the side had a clue. Popped out of that thing like, hey, please don't shoot me in the face. <laughs> I don't it's... know if you start a rocket in a room, people on the side. <laughs> I think they'd be taken out as well. Let's try this. <laughs> well, hey, before we, I, I want to go back the scene before that, where where Guile is on the TV and he's talking to Bison. Bison <laughs> interrupts the signal. How lucky is it that Bison killed two guys in a row, but didn't kill the Charlie? That Guile goes, "I'm coming for you, Charlie," and he's like, "Uh," and he looks at his only one that he looks at the dog tag on and his, it just happens to be Charlie, the one that he didn't kill. Yeah. How f- that really really gets him pissed off. Writing. <laughs> I, I just, I really, really thought that was funny because that was the first, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I have to take notes now <laughs> because this yeah. is ridiculous. So This movie is very serendipitous when it comes to like, whoa, you're like the climactic fight the end. There's 900 guys shooting all at at, at uh, Guile. They Nobody hit, hit him by accident. Yeah, they hired all the guys that were the stormtroopers from Star Wars <laughs> or GI Joe or any other movie with people shooting guns. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't know is that you can't see out of out of those helmets. You're right. They're like, where are we shooting at? <laughs> it made me sad, but I did want uh, before we go like too too deep into it. Do you know why M. Bison is named M. Bison? Like, did you guys find this out in your research? Y- yes, I've known it for a couple of years. Uh, okay. But go ahead and tell us. Go ahead and tell us. It's it's a good one. So back in the early 90s, uh, Mike Tyson was uh, an unstoppable force. And, of course, they modeled, you know, in the Japanese game, they modeled the boxer who we know as Balrog after him. He wasn't Balrog, Mike Bison. But there was a little bit of a, say, trademark and you know likeness issue i would say so (laughs) and well it got to the point you know once he ended up you know going to jail for rape nobody really wanted to be associated with him anyways which is why nintendo changed their video games as well yep so he was named balrog and they made you know the character we now know as m bison as m bison they just kind of swapped the names for the american release they're like yep problem solved no big deal. Everything's fine. Is that still how it is in uh, Street Fighter games now? Because, you know, I don't, I don't keep up with the Japanese version of the games. Uh, but I wonder if it's still like that or if they finally were like, no, 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 we're going to switch it here too. Just to, so there's no. That I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. That I don't know. Right. Yeah, I'm not too aware of that myself. But that's really interesting. It, it's really cool that. <laughs> well, it's not cool, but it's it's interesting that <laughs> we almost had uh That was close. <laughs> it was uh it's really cool that they had to do something like that because you know, a lot of video games do model characters after each, after others like uh uh Tekken, you know, uh Lee is Jackie uh no no no, Law. Law is uh Bruce Lee, Lee is uh Jackie Chan. You know, they they do that a lot, but you know, I don't know. I thought, I think that's kind of neat. 
Well, I mean, even Street Fighter did it with the Street Fighter 2 Turbo. They had that little dude, and I can't remember his name now. He's oh, clearly Bruce Long. Lee. Pei Long, Long, yeah. He's clearly Bruce Lee. Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. Like, when he wins, he whips out nunchucks. Like, Wasn't he in this movie? Like, I always thought that one guy was Fei Long on uh, Guile's was, team. Oh, like, you know... They might have been, like, I know but like they never really refer to him i think a lot of this you know watching this they're just like hey i wouldn't normally refer to you by your name but hey balrog hey <laughs> dj like no, yeah you don't it's just this guy's in the game and we made him a caricature like dj is 100 percent a Jamaican caricature. <laughs> yeah. See, okay. It's funny because in my notes, while I was watching it, I was like, who the fuck is the guy with the bandaid on his head? Why does he have a big bandaid on his head? That's, that's T-Hawk, which yeah. they don't say is, I don't think they said his name until the very end when they're fighting on the little, uh, catwalk and Giles like T-Hawk go. And you know, I was like, oh, but I actually looked it up while I was watching it because I was like, who the hell is that? And why does he have a Band-Aid on his head? Is there a deleted scene <laughs> that I missed? So, yeah, I don't recall that either. But you're right. They do. They they say people's names awkwardly. <laughs> and it's weird it, that Cammy's a good guy because, like, originally she worked for Bison. Yeah. Well, she, she originally was on the good side and then got brainwashed in the uh, video games. That's why she's working for Bison in the games. Uh, uh, call me a noob. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Fun fact about Cammy: this movie was so awful that Kylie Minogue. Yeah, Van Damme's like, you know what? I did a bunch of drugs and hooked up with Kylie Minogue. Like that was my highlight of this movie. <laughs> and she even came on record saying this is the worst movie she's ever been in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and she regrets it. So uh, another thing well, we thank you for that, Kylie yeah. Minogue. Thanks yes. for listening as well. <laughs> we appreciate your subscribe. Unsubscribe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice British female. So I, I want to talk about all of Giles' puns through the entire. He's got the best one-liners Whoa. throughout the <laughs> best, worst, whatever you want to say. But he's got the most one-liners in this. Every yeah, time... are we are we going to finally decide if he says "suck my balls" or not? Okay, which which line is it that you think that he says "suck my balls"? Because I think we. Have... I don't know. I'm pretty sure during the movie, at some point, he goes "suck my balls." <laughs> okay, internet, we need you to uh, hit us up on Twitter at Secret Levels Pod and tell us if Guile said "suck my balls" at any point in the movie. That is your homework. So Okay, well, I, I got a little quote here from our uh, Colonel Guile. Okay. And I'm going to read it out. Well, I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard the next time Bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who's going to go home, and who wants to go with me? Yeah! Oh, no, sorry. It's you lost your balls. Oh, okay, yeah, that's okay. You, Yeah. Yeah. I remember him saying that. Oh, suck my balls. You lost <laughs> your balls. I would have rather preferred if he said, suck my balls. Or he says anytime dickhead as well. So he's all yeah. about balls and dick. <laughs> well, my my favorite part about the, the Guile character, he's like, hey, look at me. I am American. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sounds like a French Canadian. <laughs> he's fucking Belgian. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got the nice big uh, American flag tattoo. It's uh, you're right. It, oh. it fits. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, like every every American I know sounds exactly like that. 
Hey, let's go and do the American freedom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I I guess we haven't we haven't really put a spoiler warning now, but we're probably going to spoil a lot more of this movie. So here's the... <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie by now. Well, I just don't want anyone to be like, oh, I hadn't seen it and I was going to watch it. So that's a spoiler. <laughs> Twenty years to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. But I want to ask you guys about how perfect. Okay, first off, how perfect is it that when Gal gets shot? First off, that whole jailbreak scene. There's people shooting live rounds that don't know about this jailbreak that Gal has planned with Ken and Ryu. And well, that's why they stopped him. Like, no, you hit Gal. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's crazy how much chaos is happening, but it's all perfectly planned out. Everything went to a T. He got fake, or he had the, the blood pack that went off, and, yep. and that, he didn't Quit. get shot. But why does Guile lay in the morgue the entire time until Chun-Li <laughs> breaks in? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. The other thing that I wanted to know is, okay, this truck is bearing down at me. Yeah, I know Ken's shooting blanks, but did he just assume the driver of the truck would not drive over him? <laughs> I, kn- I know we're supposed to s- suspend belief a little bit, but like that's way too elaborate of a plan, and that's way too long to pretend like you're dead for no reason when no one's around you anymore. I knew you would come and try to interview me when I was dead, but <laughs> I'm not going to give you an interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, what? So you thought you would give... Uh... I wouldn't give her an interview when I was alive, and I wouldn't give you one when I was dead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's so punny through the entire movie. He is so, like, so punny. I thought that was a good line to include in the movie. <laughs> That's probably one of those <laughs> a- ab-libbed lines. Or like when he goes uh, or Bison's like, you've made me a happy man. And he's like, next I'll make you a dead one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried way too hard for these these types of 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 uh one-liners like they weren't natural they didn't feel good to me like none oh, of great. them and they made me fucking crack up <laughs> me too the the best one is zangief when they're watching the security footage when oh, the trucks that's rolling. the best quote of the whole movie quick change the channel <laughs> yes that's fucking amazing you know what that and you got paid general bison he's a bad guy if you know this, then why do you serve him? Because he paid me a freaking fortune, you moron. You got paid? Yes. Oh, my God. Z- <laughs> Zangief. Bad guys? Zangief was the, the funniest character in the entire... Any scene Zangief's in, I love. Because he's so funny. And, like, in the Street Fighter 2, the animated uh, movie... He's serious, and he's this badass. In this movie, they made him silly, and I think that's how he should be always. I think that's... Yeah, they turned him, they turned him kind of like into a bumbling sidekick. Yeah. Which like Zangief Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. yeah, basically. That, that, that's a great fucking comparison. Zangief was one of my favorite characters. Uh, I think he had some of the best line, the best funniest lines. Who's your favorite character in this in this movie? I uh, talk about funny lines here for a second. Let's 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 hold up because there there was a good masturbation joke that really caught me off guard when I watched this movie recently. Is that the scene where Balrog's tied like chained up to the wall and Honda just got like the shit kicked out of him by that guy? Yeah, you got Kane getting Kane like, across the back. He's bleeding pretty good. And then Bison or Balrog, not Bison, goes to uh, Honda. Hey man, can you give me a hand? He's like. 
dude, it's been like three hours. Can you wait like a month or two? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> really? Like, they just put a fucking hand job joke in there between dudes? Tommy, give me a hand. We've only been in jail two hours. Maybe next month. Give me a hand, fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is a great line. That is a, a really funny part. Which... Yeah, I love when they're fighting uh, Zangief and Honda. And Godzilla, they, they flip to the channel and they're just like looking what the at fuck it like was that? with the two Japanese guys. Yeah, no, that's yeah, they're come watching. on, that's and so it was funny. Like a little city, like the Shadowloo Empire or whatever, and they're falling all over, destroying all these little miniature buildings with the Godzilla noises going on. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> real quick the fact that you know when chun li first of all gets her name right uh gets her name wrong a couple times calls herself chung li uh oh i didn't notice we talk that about how she's sitting there and she's like oh we're broadcasting live from shadowloo southeast asia it's like way to be fucking specific <laughs> <laughs> oh i i didn't even pick that up that's funny did you guys catch the Three Stooges reference? Uh-uh. After, like, the little fight in the uh, the courtyard when, uh, what's-his-name, uh, Guile's like, oh, bring those two guys in to me. You know, paging Dr. Howard. Yes. That's the, at least I assumed it was the Three Howard, Stooges. Dr. Howard, Dr. Howard. I thought that Dr. was from Howard, some, I guess, struck my crap. memory court. Huh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, uh, anytime the Three Stooges played doctors, they would always, like, paging Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard, you know. That's funny. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I didn't even catch that one. And the "Good Morning uh, Vietnam" reference too. Good morning, Shadowloo. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. that one. There was one other. There was one other reference uh, that I have to. I have to talk about this because this goes to what you were saying earlier, Toby, about the the fight choreography having to be done at a different time. So when they're first getting onto the the island, when it's the three of them, their boat just got blown up. I don't know how they get out of it, but whatever. Batman. Their boat gets blown up. They're on the island. They're slowly taking out guards. Cammy jumps up, snaps a dude's neck, flips him, then punches him in the face. It's like, you already broke his neck. Why are you <laughs> punching him in the face? She gives a nice Frankensteiner, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she snapped his neck before she did that. It's totally <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, we got double tap, right? <laughs> yeah. Gotta make jumps sure they're up done. Jumps on his neck, snaps his neck, he falls, she flips him over. And then, like, he sits up and she punches him. It's like, no, you didn't sit up. You got your neck snapped. You're dead. <laughs> or at least paralyzed. As we're talking about mistakes and blunders here, uh, Sagat had the eye patch on the wrong eye. <laughs> oh, did he really? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on the opposite eye in the now, game. Now, the one thing about Sagat that they got 100% correct and which was cool is at the very end, he's got a big scar up his chest where uh, yes. Ken hit him with the Shahrukhan. So yes. I thought that was a nice little touch that, you know, because that's the one detail he was missing through the whole movie. Uh, Ryu gave it to him first, or Ryu. Yeah. Uh, my, we're going where did Balrog get his fucking boxing outfit and boxing gloves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> gloves just showed up out of nowhere, and it was just like, oh, like, okay. Did he, like... Rifle through one of those lockers. Hey guys, look! Purple satin shorts in my size. How can I pass this up? <laughs> uh, the, you know, I'm snazzy. The only other thing I, I really want to talk about is like is how awesome Vega was. Vega was good. Vega was. Vega was really good. I I'm, and I'm, even in jail, we had the freaking like 
Wolverine blown bone claw style. Yeah, it, they oh could... the bamboo claws in the prison yard. Yeah, I was just thinking Wolverine when I saw those. I'm like hell yeah, think They couldn't have picked a better uh, Vega. Uh, but I was gonna bring up. I got two things that I want to bring up. First off, why was there a burner that they were burning Ryu and Ken's clothing in, in the the little area they were training in? Now you look like bison troopers. This is where we train. In our glorious struggle against the Allied Nations tyranny. And then maybe they're worried about bugs. Well, and then it came. Well, they're training it. That would be so freaking hot down there. But then later on, Vega got his face pushed up against that heater to where he had to take off his mask because it burnt his face. And I was like, oh, that's why they showed the the furnace right there in this kung fu dungeon. (laughs) You know, it was like, what is that for? And it was just so. Here is where you can uh, burn your clothes. Yeah, you know, standard gym stuff. What, your gym doesn't have that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Robo sanitary cleanliness here. And and I I like the Dalsim. Or it could be there if they kill the trainees, the easy way to dispose them. (laughs) When when they accidentally kill each other trying to train. Yeah, they break their neck and punch them in the face and then throw them in the fire pit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, looking great. Nice gun. Hey, a great are... uniform. Long live bison. Yep, bison. So you didn't re-rack your weights. You're going into the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the Blanca stuff? I, I kind of like that they gave Blanca the Charlie backstory. Uh, I thought that Don't was... Don't as the, the doctor. Yeah, and did you notice that he's got hair through the entire movie, but by the end of it, he he shaves his head when everything starts going crazy for some reason? Well, they spilled all the chemicals all over when he was fighting with the guy right before Blanca got released. He got the oh, chemicals. Oh, see, over I didn't, him. I didn't even think That's about that. That's where he gets the stretchiness from. They thought there was going to be a sequel and people would go see it. I would. <laughs> if they made that sequel today where they're older, I would still go watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the okay. First off, Blanca looked terrible, but oh yeah, but I like even with the muscle mass supposedly going up the whole movie, he still looked the same pretty much that he did at the beginning of the transformation. <laughs> yeah, just with he's fucking green and had orange hair. <laughs> yeah, he looked exactly the same. I don't know. I guess is is there anything else specifically that we want to talk about on this movie? Oh, talking about terrible, uh, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible dialogue. Uh, first of all, he's got the the hover desk, I guess, like and Doctor Eggman or yeah, or Bowser, Miley or, or something. Yeah, he's flying. He's like, oh, let me hop into my flying desk. It's and... a superconductor electromagnetism desk. <laughs> yeah, but how does he control his desk? Well, with a fucking game board from a Street Fighter game, of course. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen pointed that out as we were playing, and I was like, oh, yeah, he is playing with a joystick and, and buttons. <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I my notes literally say, nice flying desk controls. Someone saw Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next line is, in quotes, game over. <laughs> like, wow, you made Raul Julia say game over like that. <laughs> oh. Oh, now, so I still love his performance in this movie. Yeah. He fucking oh, he's great. He was acting like it was a movie that like didn't have a thirty-five million dollar budget. And the monologues he cut were so phenomenal. Yeah. Oh god, he is. He is the star. This is 
what saves this movie is him. He single-handedly saved it with Zangief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zangief was, he was easily the best part of this movie. Yeah. And normally, like, I'll say something like that, like, oh, he was the best part of the movie. He was terrible. Like, no, he was funny. Like, he was a good Zangief. Like, not only as the character, but, like, you know, with the the different type of personality that they gave him. Like, he wasn't just, you know, this strong, silent Ivan of Russian strongman. Like, he was actually a legitimate character, and I liked it. Well, and and then you got to like his character at the end when he thinks he's fighting for the good guys when DJ is explaining to him, no, we are the bad guys. And he's like... He just, like, turns right on everyone and, like, saves everyone, like, helps them get out of the tunnel holding the door. Hurry up! Which I think, you know, he, he just... he didn't realize he was on the wrong side. I think that's a really cool quality. He's kind of dumb. He's kind of ditzy, but he wanted to do good, and that's what he thought yeah, he was doing. Yeah, he's a big guy time. with a big heart. Yeah. And I will I will say that is something I wanted to mention because that's something else I have in my notes, that everybody seemed to change their allegiance and their personality, like, over and over. Like, oh, we're, like, we're totally just into this for the money and nope, now I'm, I'm, I'm Ryu. And now I want to make sure that, you know, I'm super honorable and let's all do everything for the right reasons. Yeah. Ken wasn't like that. He went and tried to steal something else, but he, he came through in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending for a quick second. That fucking freeze frame. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh. The pose. (laughs) Yeah. They're everyone's like all together. All the good guys are all like, Shadowloo, the Empire, is blowing up behind them. The whole, like, Bison base is crashing down. And they're, like, posed on the hill, like, getting out to safety. And they're all, like, like quibbing back and forth. And, and then all of a sudden, it's like, they all jump in the air. It's like, yeah! It's like the end of a Saved by the Bell fucking episode. And the Street Fighter logo pops up. and Well, like, they're all doing their, their you know, this is what we do when we win pose from the game. Yeah. Like, I- Guile, like combs his hair it's like oh go fucking yourself so hard (laughs) i feel like they were like how do we end this movie and they were just like i don't know they pose at the end of the games (laughs) how do we end the movie how about an hour early yeah (laughs) oh and one more thing before we wrap this up that song that they're playing when they're going into the battle when they're in the boats like you couldn't get a more action-packed song like it's like a fucking touching like love song it's like (laughs) Come on, he's looking at pictures of his wife and Charlie, and it's like, like you're going in a battle, man. What happened with the wife, though? Like that was never a plot point. Like I have no fucking. <laughs> yeah, I had no. Like I was confused. Like what happened with the wife? I oh, pre- do you remember that scene with my wife that would never was filmed. <laughs> I feel we filmed like... these action scenes beforehand. Yeah, I feel like they had like a bunch of plans for this, and I feel like because Capcom had their their thumb on everything. They had to keep changing, and plus they were on the fast schedule. It, there were so many issues. I feel like a lot of stuff got cut and changed as they were filming. You know, I really feel like this is the best on-the-fly movie it ever made. No one will like this movie if they don't get married. Yeah. <laughs> Which one was his wife? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> or is that Charlie's wife? Maybe they're in some kind of weird monogamous relationship. Maybe I he's a think- cock. Maybe that I was think... maybe it's John Cuck Van Dam. <laughs> what if what if uh, that was just Gal's sister and and him and Charlie were together? That's what I was gonna say. It's him and Char- like Charlie's the only one he seemed to have any type of emotional attachment to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get me, get out of here! I gotta go save Charlie. 
Yeah, we don't hear about the wife, but we sure do hear about Charlie. Even though he was going to blow his brains out, just like, oh, I'll make the pain stop, Charlie. <laughs> just Yeah, like, I was shocked at that. Like, he's still half human because Dalton played him uh, all those happy videos after all the horrible shit he's been through. So he made his brain, like, 50-50. But he's like, nope, you're going to die right now. No, don't worry. I'll take care of him. Yeah. Don't worry, Charlie. I will go home and bang your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and or my sister. Your wife is my sister. <laughs> I am Belgian. That's what we do. Okay, I think... Uh... Belgian people said all hate towards Patsy the Angry Dude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not us. Uh, let's go ahead and give this a rating. From 1 to 10, what do we rate this movie? Oh, Christ. Um, from 1 to 10? Like, what's the best? 10. I will give it a 4, simply because of Raul Julia's masterful, masterful performance while battling cancer. Like, he died two months before this movie even premiered, so he never saw it. He probably planned that. Um, <laughs> and Zangie, Zangie. Like, those two things... Push it up to a four. Yeah, I think I'm I, I'm going to give this a six because it hits my nostalgic meter a little bit, but I think Raul put in the best performance out of anyone in this movie, and I think even though it wasn't a great movie, I think his his scenes and the Zangief character saved this movie enough to where I, I'd be like, yeah, I'll watch that again for just the funny one-liners and the, the funny and the badass monologues and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll give it a six. Toy guns? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> but yeah, I i mean, it's not something that I'm going to be like, oh, I got to watch it once a year. It'll be something, you know, I probably won't watch it for another couple of years, but I will watch it and be like, yeah, I still like it. I played this movie all the time growing up, and I haven't watched it for a few years. Went back and watched it, and it brought back all the love. I fucking really enjoy this movie for all the crappiness that it is. I'm giving this a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed, like, I tried to get my son to watch it with me. He didn't give no shits about it. And then I'm kind of happy with all the foul language and everything that he didn't care. I think he'll build some Lego. Okay, you go do that. <laughs> but I was totally, like, right in the zone on this movie, just absolutely enjoying every minute of it. Because, like, how bad is this going to get? And, like, oh, I, I laughed quite a bit. It's not really an action movie as it is a comedy to me, yeah. but it still gets it hits me on all the right notes. I, th I think if you go into this knowing that it's going to be campy, it's going to have some goofy... They try to be funny. If you know all this going into it, I think you can enjoy it more. But if you go into it thinking, all right, I'm going to see my favorite Street Fighter characters and Harokens and all the good stuff, and, and when you don't see that, that's what it is. You don't get much you. of that. No, no, no. But if you go into it with what it is... And knowing that it's not, it's a Street Fighter name, it's a Street Fighter movie by name only with the characters in it. And that's yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it'll bring back your nostalgia. You know, like when you, you finally beat the game and you're playing as DJ and, you know, you run off and you get this crate full of bison bucks. Like, you know, it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about instead of money, I give you some bison bucks. And part of control of the country. <laughs> I mean, I, and I can see, honestly, I can see Zim sitting there like, Father, this movie is beneath me intellectually. <laughs> my my eight-year-old uh, was kind of digging it, and he would kind of tune in and tune out. He'd come out of the room and come back in, and he'd sit there and watch for about ten minutes and go out of the room, come back in. And he watched the majority of it, and I don't think he had a terrible time watching it, but 
I I don't know. Think it, like I said, I think it's if you go into it knowing knowing that it's not fully a Street Fighter movie, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite part of this was I I rented it off of Amazon, but I didn't switch my credit card, so I got an email from Amazon saying, "Hey, we were unable to process your payment." But the movie kept playing, so I didn't have to pay to watch the movie. And then once it was done, I just closed the window. So it's like, oh, well, we couldn't charge your card. So (laughs) that's all right. I saw the movie and it was free. So (laughs) I had the DVD. So that's that's where I uh, I landed with it. So that's right. You know, I'm I used to be the guy who's like, oh, I can't believe you like this movie. But you know what? I'm 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 not like that anymore. I'm you know, if you like something and that's your fandom, then awesome, enjoy it. I'm not going to rip on... You're talking to the guy who highly regards Daredevil Ben Affleck. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to... I am not going to rip on liking the stuff that they like. I just, you know, it's not for me. I gave it my rating. I'm not going to criticize you for your rating. You know, it's... You like it? That's awesome. Like, people like this movie. It made $99 million on a budget of 35. Like, (laughs) that's pretty good. Like, yeah. you got almost three times your investment back. Like, that's fantastic. You know, I would but say... I was looking for, cool. like, some bad reviews to read on, like, uh, IMDb for the show. And a lot of them were, like, defending the movie. Like, how much fun they had watching it, like, after all these years. I'm like, I'm, I'm down with you guys. Like, I get you. You sure you get, like, the one few uh, people that don't know too better, but... Right. I think I think it's, it's one of those things where after you've... A couple of years have gone by. You're like, you know, it, it really wasn't terrible. I don't know why I was so hard on it, but it's not bad. Finish him. Patsy, do you want to tell us where you're from and plug all your uh, your social medias and stuff for us, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am part of the uh, Throwdown Thursday podcast. What we do is uh, where some folks do movie reviews like we just did. Uh, what we do is we take the characters from those movies. And we talk about those characters, you know, where they come from, their origin. I'm not sure exactly when this show is going to air, but I think our most recent episode will have been uh, Kurt Russell's R.J. McCready from The Thing. So badass. That, that's a uh, that's a really good character. We have a friend of ours from uh, one of the other uh, one of his podcasts in the mountains of cinema madness. Uh, our buddy Jeremy McFarlane. Um, I actually promote this this appearance on that show because uh you know you're never alone when you have some buddies hey see i threw that in there um damn right it's uh me and my wife ashes von nightmare so we do our uh our our character reviews we do uh wine recommendations and a science fact because i i love me some science and some sharks so we talk about that if you're interested in the show we're uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram is a Throwdown Thursday podcast. Twitter is at TD Thursday Pod. You can follow me at Patrick Rahal or at Patsy the Angry Nerd. Either or not at, but you know, just search for Patsy the Angry Nerd and I'll come up. And uh, Ashes is uh, at Miss Von Nightmare on all formats. Yeah, check us out. And uh, if you ever want to suggest a character, please do. I know uh, Goobs is going to be joining us with the rest of the derailers. In a yes, we of... will be talking to the, talking some Keanu, talking some uh, Wayne Campbell. <laughs> oh yeah, Keanu from Speed. Yes, not Ortiz the dog boy. No, not this time around. Oh my goodness, Toby! I was going to say Toby, we need to get you on. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a lot of characters we can talk about, so we will set that up. Absolutely. 
Goops, you, uh, since we were talking about some derailers, you want to plug the derailers? Well, as you guys know, derailers is a show I do with my wonderful wife, Jenny Bean, and my best friend, Ripkin. And we sit down, we shoot the shit, we take the train right off the tracks every single week. We don't even know what we're going to be talking about, but we'll talk about some interesting stuff. And if you don't like it, stick tuned for the next five minutes because we'll be talking about something else because we derailed the shit out of our own show. And that's the way we <laughs> like it around here. And we even have a story about a horse named Naysay. He's amazing. He is amazing. And I also have Derailed Wrestling at Wrestlers Wrestling on YouTube. Check us out there. And you can. Ch- we have all these people. Patsy the Angry Nerd and Toby Von Doom are both on that show as well. We make a whole bunch of CAWs, throw them in the ring, make up the storylines, do the commentary, and provide you some awesome action that's better than the actual product that's on TV nowadays. That's right. That is that's so fair. right. That's very fair. I, I do want to say one thing about uh, the Derailers podcast. Not to toot my own horn, but I, I feel that uh, when Ashes and I were on, uh, we derailed the Derailers fairly well. <laughs> Who derails the derailers? <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying the other day. That's who a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you need to go check out yeah, that episode. Yeah, you wait till our show, buddy. You wait. <laughs> oh, I'm, don't you don't you worry about me. <laughs> I do every night before I fornicate. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, let me play Did myself. For... <laughs> uh, I... Uh... <laughs> Y'all are going to screw me up. Okay, so uh, I do the Secret Transmission Podcast. It's a podcast about the supernatural, uh, spooky stuff, serial killers, conspiracies, all kinds of goofy shit. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Transpod. This show, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Levels Pod. Do it and you get a one-up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You do get a one-up. You get one follow. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess the uh, credits are rolling now. Oh, are they ever? Totally forgot about the end of this movie here, the very end. Right after the credits are all done, you see a computer going, solar energy power rebooting. And as the voice starts getting better and better, and all of a sudden you see Bison's hand stick out from the rubble of fucking shit building that's falling around him. I've never seen that till like two days ago. I never knew this existed. They had uh, cut, uh, uh, post-credit After scenes credits. before uh, before Marvel did it. It was very reminiscent of the Masters of the Universe. Oh, uh, yeah. Credit scene. Right. But, again, they thought they were getting a sequel. Joke's on them. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, again, how, do we, how are we going to do this? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I got one for you. Ready? Make sure you look both ways before you go fuck yourself. Game over, folks! <laughs> this podcast is part of the Somebody's Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. My name is Augie, and I host a podcast called The Short Stories of Augie Peterson. Once upon a time, I had two blogs. Then one day, I started listening to podcasts. They seemed like a lot of fun and would combine the thing I was always afraid to share with the world, my writing, with the thing I had no choice but to share with the world, my theater background. 
So I decided to combine them into a podcast for those millennials that don't have time to read two blogs. I read the original horror stories I write on Tuesdays and review really terrible horror movies with massive amounts of sass on Thursdays. On the first Saturday of each month, I tell my listeners about five new indie artists that I have interviewed that I think they should know about. So if you like dorks, horror, and indie artists, this is the podcast for you. Check out the short stories of Augie Peterson wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, check out augiepeterson.wordpress.com. Toodaloo!